The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. 10 Actions for an Anti-Stress Protocol It almost goes without saying, stress is at an all-time high. Not the kind of major traumatic stresses we see elsewhere, sure. At least in the Western world, there aren't any horrific sectarian conflicts scouring the landscape and generations to come. Our infrastructure is built to withstand most natural disasters. Our world is safe and predictable and sterile. But we're stressed out just the same, afflicted with the kind of pernicious, low-level, unending stress that drives people into substance abuse, that promotes depression and suicide and broken relationships. The type that never quits. The kind you just want to drown out with Netflix and Facebook and anything at all to take your mind off the churning within. Most people address stress in one of two ways. Either you build up your resistance to stress so that it doesn't hurt you so much, or developing tools, tricks, and strategies for countering stress and dealing with it when it occurs. This assumes that stress is a given. I tend to agree. Stressors arise. It's what they do. The most effective way to minimize the impact of stress on our health and wellness is to engage both perspectives. To establish baseline health practices and life management that build resilience and to equip oneself with tools to fight stress when it strikes. Before anything, get the basics down. Good sleep, good food, regular exercise, and steady exposure to nature are all prerequisites for healthy relationships to stress. They're necessary, but rarely sufficient. What, for instance, can we do to pause and hit reset when under duress? When the furnace just conked out, the oldest child barfed at breakfast, and a looming work project is suddenly due today. And what can we do so those crises either don't happen as often or hit us quite as hard? Number one, seek meaning, not happiness. Happiness is a real thing, but it's fleeting. You can't grab it for long. It'll just flit away. It's part of the journey. If your goal is to get back in shape, happiness happens along the way. When you hit a squat PR, when you plop down on the couch with a good book and a bowl of meat and sweet potatoes after a tough sprint workout. You don't hit a specific point of fitness, attain happiness, and remain there in a state of bliss. Happiness emerges from the pursuit of meaning. Think ongoing instead of endpoint. What does this have to do with stress? Chasing something that's impossible to catch is inherently stressful, if not defeating. You'll be wondering why you're not happy. Find meaning, find purpose, and that existential stress will melt away. You'll know what to do, and most importantly, why to do it. Number two, stay uninformed. Being informed about the world at large is overrated and impossible. The 24-7 news cycle means the news, good or bad, never stops. It's always plowing ahead, and if you want to stay apprised, you can't ever stop checking the updates. What good does it do to know the nuances of every mishap, outrage, and tragedy that plays out in the world? A politician's every social media post, every dismal statistic, every horrifying image of war and calamity, That sounds cold and callous, but it's just reality. We're not built to worry about billions of people, or even the tens and hundreds of thousands of strangers living nearby, and we stress and often suffer as a result. 
In a recent study of people who reported feeling stressed out on a regular basis, one of the most common triggers for their stress was consuming the news. If you honestly enjoy reading about current events, pick up some history books. Instead of obsessing over the 24-hour news cycle, read up on the history of Syria, the Sudan, and the American Civil War. Read a biography of Lincoln. Study Venezuelan history. The lesson may be more than informative. It may give your nerves a break. Number three, rethink stress. The stress response isn't trying to kill you. It's not trying to make you miserable and unable to function. The stress response is preparing you to do battle, to act, to perform. Those nerves, the flutter in your stomach, that's the nervous system impressing upon you the monumental nature of the task at hand. It wants you to step up, and it's increasing the heart rate to promote better blood flow so your tissues can perform. Understand that, and stress becomes an ally, not a hindrance. One recent study suggests this, finding that although high amounts of stress increase the risk of dying, it does so only in individuals who perceive stress to be harmful. In people who don't see stress as a health threat, stress does not appear to increase mortality. Number four, take a relaxing lunch. At lunchtime in offices around the world, people scuttle off to procure or heat their food, rush back to the desk, and wolf it down while continuing to work. What if you did things differently? According to a new study, taking an actual lunch break outdoors that includes a short walk or a 15-minute relaxation exercise reduces workplace stress, improves fatigue, and increases well-being. Consider it a wise buffer for every workday. Number five. Stop taking everything for granted. We ignore the predictable. We don't appreciate the dependable. On paper, things are great these days. The lights work. We have water. The streets are mostly safe. We can communicate instantly with people halfway across the world. Access to all the world's knowledge rests in our pockets. Everything is amazing, yet we don't notice it. Instead, we focus on everything that's going wrong. It's understandable. That's how we're built. To detect novelty, but it makes the world a very stressful place. Force yourself to take in the good. You can call this showing gratitude or being thankful. You may just be opening your eyes and taking stock of your life as objectively as possible. Life isn't so bad. In fact, it's great in many respects. Start acknowledging that. Number six: Live a life that embodies your full personality as well as potential. I've written before about the value of knowing yourself and the sabotage inherent to comparison. Whether it's following your passion, your introversion slash extroversion, your personal values, or other identity-based facets, living who you are fully and authentically matters in the grand scheme. Feeling like you have to stuff or shrink your individuality throughout your day may be more than just a drag on joy, but a genuine threat to health. What matters is what's most natural to you in your work, your relationships, your daily routine. Be honest with yourself about what you really need from life or risk fragmentation. There's nothing more stressful than a civil war inside one's identity each day. You have to dig down deep, sift through the layers of conditioning, and build a life that's congruent with what matters to you. Discover what that is, then go be that. Number seven. Drop everything and get out into nature. We need to get out of the habit of white knuckling life and calling it discipline. If the proverbial stress typhoon has touched down, 
The kids are screaming, the pressure of a deadline is mounting, your brain is churning with indecision and confusion. Drop everything, grab what or whom you need, and get the hell out of there. Go to the nearest green or blue space, a park, a forest, the beach, the desert, the meadow. You can take your work with you, bring your laptop, turn a rock or tree stump into a stand-up workstation, and finish the work. If it's dinner time, have a picnic. Let the kids run around and tire themselves out. Just go. Number eight, work it out on paper or keyboard. A lot of stress is ridiculous and unfounded. We often don't even know why we're stressed out. If your stress takes the form of a swirling cloud of racing thoughts you can't parse, sit down with a pad of paper or other writing tool and figure out what's vexing you. Ask yourself, why the hell are you so stressed out? Get specific. Once you discover the culprit of culprits, determine why those stressors are affecting you. Taking yourself through the timeline can help you discover if it's worth stressing over. It may just melt away with exposure. Number nine, introduce an acute stressor. Step outside into the bracing cold. Splash cold water on your face or hop in the cold shower. Do as many bodyweight squats and push-ups as you can manage. Drop and give me 20 burpees. These acts shock you into focusing on the present moment. They take you out of your mind and away from whatever swill might be currently occupying it. You can't ignore cold water on your skin. The stress may still be there after the shock, but having that break can give you a foothold back in reality. And number 10, take anti-stress supplements or herbs. I honestly created Primal Calm for those times I just needed a fast-acting damper on the rising stress that was getting to me. I wanted an easy-to-swallow capsule of all the best stuff out there, so I made it. It's got L-theanine, magnolia bark, phosphatidylserine, rhodiola rosea, and beta-cetosterol. The L-theanine reduces anxiety and attenuates the rise in the blood pressure in adults subjected to psychological and physical stress. The magnolia bark enhances the activity of soothing GABA receptors in the brain. The phosphatidylserin works on both mental and physical stress, improving mood and blunting cortisol after physical exercise. The rhodiola rosea lowers cortisol, increases mental performance, and lowers fatigue and stress-related fatigue. And when it's incorporated into cellular membranes, beta-cetosterol protects against oxidative stress. It's certainly not the only option. You can find any of the constituent ingredients as a separate supplement, or you can check out the various pieces I've done on other anti-stress supplements and herbs. My point? Keep something on hand you can immediately administer. Stress is a many-headed beast. You can't beat or eliminate it, nor would you want to, as it's through overcoming stress that we improve and get stronger. We can't let it beat us either, or walk all over us. After listening to today's post, you should have at least a few more strategies to devising your own potent anti-stress protocol. Thanks a lot for listening, and have a great day.